0: Now I want to deal with this, this 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 issue. This next question. All right. So, y'all ready? Oh boy. All right. So the next question is this. Uh, I thought the Bible say we're not supposed to judge others. Only God can judge me. Amen. You don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. Only God can judge me. That's the question. All right. Now, um, I want to start off by saying this. Um, Because Satan has been twisting scripture from the beginning of time to confuse us. And make us soft on sin. Amen. Um, he, he will take a scripture like Matthew 7.1. So let's go there. And he will twist it. So if I see my brother or sister or somebody doing going somewhere, doing something that they ain't supposed to be doing, it ain't my place to what? To judge. Is that what the Bible says? Now look what the text says. It says, do not judge so that what? You will not judge. You will not be judged. You see that? But It's the most misused phrase in scripture ever. People, including including Christians, use it to rebuke people who advocate God's moral principles, especially those principles that oppose to popular culture. Amen. So tonight, I want to talk about What does Matthew 7 verses 1 through 4 does teach? What it doesn't teach, amen, but what it does teach, it teaches against, watch this, a hypocritical judgment. We'll talk about hypocritical judgment in a minute. And so what they do is they pull the word judge not out of context to distort the meaning which contradicts the rest of Scripture. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, Jesus says, do not judge so that what? You will not be judged. Got to keep it in context. Verse 2, for in the way, see, for in the way you judge, you will be what? See it? The way you judge, you will always be judged. So what it is, it's not telling you do not judge. It's telling you to judge, but make sure before you make a decision that this person is this or that person is that. That you point the finger this way first. This is very popular. And I want to say this to you, saints. You know, if if I'm your friend, I'm saying like if we're friends and I see you doing something you ain't supposed to be doing, or whatever the case may be, or oh, I see it becoming a problem in your life, I'm going to say something. And you're probably going to say, you probably going to say, well, well. first I want to look at me and make sure we ain't doing the same thing. <laughs> because I can't be doing the same thing and then tell you, hey, don't do that, or whatever it is, you understand what I'm saying? Listen, some pe- everybody's different. Everybody's levels are different. You feel what I'm saying so, so is it, is it wrong to say something? It's not wrong to say that. It's not wrong at all because here's the thing. As long as I look to me and say to myself, you know what? You know what? Yeah. You know what? It, it's becoming a problem now because I see what it's doing to you may not have affected me the same way but guess what here we are now we can we the bible declares that there's a healthy way I'm not even going to call it assessment I'm going I'm going to call it judging <laughs> cuz what, what the enemy wants us to do is take biblical terms and turn into psychological terms what we're going to call it is what we're going to call it amen and so and so Jesus says look he says he says by the standard by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. So does God tell us to judge? Does he? I think he does. Check this out. He tells us first to judge bad company or oh, bad companions. Amen. First Corinthians fifteen, thirty three. Well, y'all quiet tonight. I must not be hitting it. 1533. <laughs> what is it saying? 1533, y'all. And this is one of my favorite passages because, um, because it really helps me to understand that I got to pay attention to who I hang around with. Amen. And so this, I believe, is a form of judgment, isn't it? What does it say? Do not be what? Do not be what? Deceived. What? Bad company. So you have to judge, right? I mean, you have to judge to make a decision whether or not it's bad company. So that's the survivor tells us don't judge. No, it tells us to judge. Pay attention to the people around you. Are they adding to your Christian life? Are they making you better? Are they empowering you? And then are you empowering them? Are you making them? Because it's not a one-way street. Come on. Are you following me? Look what he says. He says, he says bad company corrupts what? Good morals. It didn't say Christianity. <laughs> it says good morals. Watch this. The things that you were taught. Do you not know that the world wants to take all that from you? The things that you're learning, the moment you walk out of here, is a fight. The fight is to keep what you've learned. Because the moment you put it into application, it has power. Are you following me? And here's the thing the enemy knows that if he could put you around people who could just zap it all away from you, who could just suck you dry and leave you standing by yourself. This is Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel uh, of the ungodly. Don't stand in the path of what? Sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the what? The law of the Lord and in his law, what does he do? He meditates day and night. The more you get in this word, the more you're going to change, the more you're going to discern. Here's the thing. Here's the, th- here's, here's the thing about judging, right? You got to realize that not everybody's good for you. Like you got to really like pay attention to your circle and then your inner circle and then your inner circle. And then you got to say, "Man, is uh, what what's happening here?" Back to Matthew 7, the other thing God tells us to do is not only to judge the, you know, bad company, but, but the other thing he wants us to do is to, is to judge false teachers. Go back to Matthew 7. Amen. TBN ain't gonna do it for me. Okay. And, 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 le- and let me say this. Let me say this. People say, this. why are you judging them? Why are you talking about TBN, and why are you talking about God TV and inspirational TV and, you know, and tra- name dropping, pastor, what's up? Well, the Bible told me to judge that. Did he tell us to do that? Why well, did he tell us to do that? Look at verse 15. What does verse 15 say? Yeah, tell your neighbor, examine the teacher. but they're popular right but you're supposed to judge you're supposed to be like man I'm making a judgment on what I'm actually. don't use cute words use the word judge like I'm judging this situation right now and guess what this type of teaching right now it just don't feel right to my spirit it sounds good but it just don't feel right to my spirit you feel what I'm saying it makes me feel good in the moment that's why they need lights camera and action they need that extra stuff are you with me Watch the text. text says, beware of what? False prophets who what? Come to you in what? In what kind of clothing? Wait a minute. Uh, isn't the teacher supposed to be a shepherd and not a sheep? <laughs> so we have a problem right there. Shepherd is supposed to be leading the sheep. But watch this. The false teacher going to show up as a sheep in what? A sheep in sheep's clothing. (laughs) Watch this. He says, look what he says. But inwardly they're what? Ravenous, Ravenous what? Wolves. But watch verse 16. But you will know them, judging, by their what? Fruit. What fruit is he talking about? He's talking about their lives. He's talking, about, listen, listen, saints. Don't be naive. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit of their lives. Look at the fruit of their lips. Look at the fruit of their living. Come on, somebody. Look, at, look and see like, man, okay. What's happening? This person that's teaching me, are they changing? Are they, you know what I'm saying? Do you see the fruits? Look what he says. He says, uh, he says here, he says, you will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from what? Thistles, are they? What, a, what an illustration, right? He's saying like when, when a person says there's something and they're standing saying something, and then they're living something, the fruit that you see out of their lives does not line up with the words that they're saying, then you got you, you, you have on your hand a false teacher. See? Like, like, it's there. It's clear. But sometimes we ignore those things. Why? Because we're like, well, they get better. It's not my place to judge. You know who was the worst friends in the Bible? The worst friends? Job's friends. You know what Job's friends did to him? When they saw him, like, man, you did something wrong. Man, you did something wrong, man. Because the way you look right now, bro, (laughs) Them balls and them sores and you done shaved your head and got ashes on and you sitting out here, you done lost your kids, you done lost... See, we judge. Especially when we start seeing stuff, people losing stuff, we start like saying, like, something is wrong, something is wrong. But you don't know it's a test. You didn't know that God was putting Job on display. Sometimes what you see your friends going through... Is God purging them? Come on, somebody. God changing them. But you got to make sure that you test the fruit. Test the fruit. Don't make an assumption, test the fruit. And you know what people run on? They run on fiction, not fact. They run on assumptions. So they may assume that this person is something that that they're not based upon whatever they see. But I stop by to tell you, you don't want to be like Job's friends. Job's friends tried to tell Job that his problems were a sign that God was punishing him. Are you with me? Watch the text. Verse 17 he says, so every good tree, process of elimination, bears what? Good fruit. But the bad tree bears what? Okay? So, so so the deal is oftentimes I see people let people drive off the cliff. Seriously. Without saying anything. Like in fear of what? The relationship? They're already heading off the cliff. (laughs) So I believe, saints, I believe that God does not want us to not say nothing. God wants us to say something. But let me show you something. Let me show you something real deep. Go to Matthew 18 for me. Let's clear this up right quick. Somebody want to know this, I'm clearing it up. Matthew 18 and verse 15. You know, that's that favorite passage that we use when we're praying. You know. Where two or more gathered in his name, God is in the midst. And Lord, why you're in the midst. But the context, well, let me say this. Can, Can I tell you this? You are supposed to judge your brother and sister in Christ. Okay? Listen to me real good. But you got to make sure that you follow it according to the word. See, people assume a lot of things. I don't know why that spirit exists. Assumptions. I call it dangerous assumptions. Listen, if someone don't have the facts, they can assume. And what people do most of the time, they judge on an outward appearance. They judge based on what they perceive. But remember my words always. What's my words? Facts. If you don't have the facts, you need to get that out of your mind. Look at Matthew 18. This is how it works. Because let me say this in the kingdom, we will have differences. This is Jesus talking. We will have, um, you know, disputes. We will have, you know, differences of opinions. You understand what I'm saying? But what we got to learn to do is we got to learn to deal with the issue and keep the relationship. Because you and I are what? Come here, lot. Brothers and sisters in what? Christ. It is not worth ruining what? A relationship Over something that's not factual. Does that make sense? I see that all the time. Watch the text. Text says, if your, verse 15. If your brother what? If, if. (laughs) See the if? If your brother what? Go and what? Where? Where? Now, let's talk about this for a minute because sometimes people get this jacked up. All right. First of all, if your brother sins and you were there, why didn't you stop? Right? Second thing is, let's establish facts. How do you know he sinned? Did he sin? Or did he not sin? How, how do you know it was a sin? <laughs> do, 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 do. Huh? Because you judge. Okay, all right. Because you judged it as a sin? Okay, all right. I can go with that. But check this out now, right? But if it's Classified as a sin. Make sure you got the what? The facts. Don't assume that he's sinned. Make sure you got, I mean, seriously, like he got the facts. Then he says what? Can I tell you something? This passage is so deep, but it's never really been explained. Check this out. If you judged it correctly, it's because you've been there yourself. And that's the only reason why you're having this conversation with him or her because you're judging yourself first before you judge him and saying it's a sin. You get it? He says, well, I've been there. Shoot, I fell into that. So, so watch what he says. He said, "Now, let me say this: the Bible declares one of the hardest person to ever bring back is a sinning brother. Lord have mercy." So, it's very difficult to bring a sinning brother back because when a person falls into sin. Amen. Let me let me tell you what that is. That's in harm's way, outside of the winner's circle. They're living, if uh, you know I'm saying, a different kind of life. Watch this. It's very difficult to convince that person. So you got to check yourself first before you go to that brother or sister. And really, but you can't go as you're the sin police or. You, you understand what I'm saying? And you can't go as if you it's something you thought of. Well, well, you know, it's something I'm thinking about that happened. No, no, it's not like that. But watch this, though. Watch the text. Text says go show what? Show him his fault. In what? And the text says if, three class conditions here. If and may, if it is true, if and maybe it's true, and if and what? It's, it is true, right? But watch this. You have won your brother. This is what reconciliation is all about, but you got to make sure that you understand that if he has sinned, people fall out over crazy stuff. I mean, I'm talking about crazy stuff, right? And you'll be like, What's what's the, what's the point? But if a brother or sister has sinned, you go show them their fault. Verse 16. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you. That's why it's a private matter. So don't involve every. Listen, if you have a difference with somebody, quit talking to everybody about it. Go to that person and deal with it so so that rumors don't get flying around. Talk to the person that you feel they didn't sin against you, did they? But what if they did? It didn't say if you have a problem with your brother or sister. It says if they what? Sin. Watch the text. Text says, so by two, he says, take one or two more with you. See, this is getting people in your business now. What is the point what do you think the point is? Why is there a step one, step two? This is how we do it. Brother, don't listen, man. Forget you then. I'm done with you. I'm going to live my life. That ain't of God. Nothing about that is of God. Watch text. Text says, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact, there it is, may be what? Confirmed. So hopefully with someone else, you know, like, hey, someone spiritual, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? We can't resolve this issue on our own. Let's try to talk with somebody. Let's bring in another person. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm talking about kingdom life here, y'all. And in kingdom life, we're going to have some differences, but we're going to have to learn how to handle it. Watch the text. text says, but if he re- what? refuses to listen to them, what does he say next? Do you think it literally means come before the church and tell it? That's exactly what it means. This is to the extreme now. People don't do this no more. We don't. We don't live Bible no more. If two people can't get along, you're supposed to come for church. Brother Brown, been tripping. With Sister Yellow, and they they realize it's a bad combination, <laughs> and they can't get along. Can we pray for them? Tell it to the church. In other words, put your business on blast. Now, the reason why Paul, why Jesus was saying this, is because watch this. Jesus was was saying this to this wise. Watch this. Ready? Watch this. So that it would never get to that point that the first reconciliation is the best. But you can't have two people coming together who think they both right. Somebody has to say, you know what, man? Man, I've been tripping, man. I was tripping, man. Man, listen, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? saying? But but what happens to a lot of people, saints, they go to people with an issue, but it isn't a sin issue. It's a preference issue. You feel what I'm saying? It's a feeling that they had that could not be validated as what? Fact. And that's why we shy away from judging. See? Because then, well, it's not my place, but watch this. Watch what Jesus said. This is Jesus talking. Jesus said, well, if you tell it to the church and he refuses to listen, see, the key is to what? Listen. If he would not listen even to the what? Church. Let him be to you as a what? And a what? Jesus classified the person who do not want to reconcile as a Gentile and a tax collector, two of the lowest, the lowest grade in life. In other words, you got to back away from that person. That's how you treat a Gentile and and a tax collector. You understand what I'm saying? But watch what he says, though. Watch what he says. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, see, so this has nothing to do with your, your, your breakthrough, what you binding. You know what he's talking about, binding the issue? That's the context, observation, interpretation, Application. It's See, and I I know some of you use this. Lord, I bind Satan in the name of Jesus. I bind this situation right now. No, it's in the context of you trying to reconcile with another brother or sister in Christ. Look what he says. He says, whatever you bind on earth shall be what? Bound in heaven and whatever you what? Loose. Woman, thou art loose. Loose on earth shall have been loosed. Loosened in heaven. What is Jesus saying? Jesus said when you settle the issue, Lord have mercy, heaven is a witness to what you do. Listen, let me say this. God wants us to get along. Okay? He does. And and Jesus is serious about this because he says that when two people in the kingdom have an issue, heaven now is looking in your direction. You done you done sound the alarm in heaven, like hold on a minute. And now you got God's attention. I ain't talking about it in a good way. I'm talking about in a way he's like, What y'all gonna do? I'm waiting. Oh Lord, have mercy. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Whatever you want. Loose, whatever you bind, that means to keep, tie down. Watch this, resentment, all that kind of stuff. He said, heaven, you done got heaven's attention. But watch the text now. He says, and again, I say that if two of you, which two? Which two? Uh, The two that had the issue, right? Watch this. If two of you agree on earth about what? Agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be what? So what Jesus is saying now, here's the beautiful part of restoration and reconciliation. He says, listen, this is the beautiful part about getting a believer to come back to Jesus, y'all. Every time we come up here and people get restored, heaven is looking down at, at, at this church. And heaven is saying, "Oh man, come on, 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 come on! What you're doing right now? And watch what the text says. What the text say? What text say? Whatever we ask, it shall be done. What are we asking for? Well, in that moment, you better ask for a Lord, fill my bank account. Why, it, Lord, do a little bit extra, Lord." You you, know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, Lord, fix that situation that I've been dealing with. I mean, why are you looking down here? But, you know, I'm just saying, if you want to get God's attention the wrong way, that's the way to do it. But watch watch the next part of the text. Watch the next verse. What's the next verse say? And what? And what? Some of you use it all the time. For what? For where what? All right. Two being what? The two that agreed. And then three means what? When you take those three with you. (laughs) Keep it in context, y'all. Where two or three have what? In what? This is why when you reconcile, you know what happens to people? They become, they're, they're carnal. This is spiritual. This is how you handle, this is how you handle stuff this is how you handle I find it very interesting that in the context of discipline there's prayer so every reconciliation or whatever it may be should end in what? prayer like man yeah you know Lord he says for where to or what I've gathered together in my name Imagine that. Imagine that God is in the midst. Don't think that it's just, listen, the world ain't doing this. They're killing people and they're writing people off, and you know, they're doing that kind of stuff. But when you have a brother or sister in Christ, listen, listen, don't get to the point where you're at a boiling point where you can't take it. No, resolve that stuff in this way. Watch this. Watch the text. Go to verse 21. Then Peter came, Peter, boy Peter. Peter be putting his foot in his mouth. But he had a valid question All right, Peter has a question today. Thank you, Peter. Peter said, Lord, now I get it, cause this sound like <laughs> this sounds like the average person, man. Like, like, okay, okay, Pastor. I hear what you're saying. But look, this person keep messing with me. Lord, I'm holding myself right now, okay? This person keep, you know, they keep doing stuff. That's Peter. Peter's like, man, now hold on, Jesus. Now I hear you. I prayed. You're in the midst. Hallelujah. Let me get back to that. So the fact that when you reconcile with someone... Or when you judge someone for their sin, whatever that may be, and you restore that person back, or you both are restored back, heaven is in the midst. And God is present in the middle of that reconciliation. And guess what? That's a win for the day. Watch this. Watch this now. Look what he says. Peter came and said, well, uh, Lord, uh, how often shall my, my what? Notice it's in the context of brother. How often should my brother sin against me and I what? Up to seven times? Huh? He says, because, you know, the Jewish law, the Jewish law, allowed for seven times That's what the Jewish law allowed for So Jesus' audience is thinking, "Oh yeah, seven times, that's cool. All right, one 2 Man, listen, he do that again. Man. <laughs> Three strikes you out. Batter up. Who's next? Watch this. Watch this now. Jesus, listen, up to seven times. Jesus said, I do not say to you what? Up to seven times. But up to what? Okay, 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 okay. That's 400 and what? 400 and what? 490. 490. I don't know how many time how much time y'all spend together, <laughs> but I'm not gonna be around you that long to like so that I gotta keep forgiving you 490 times. the 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 point where Jesus was trying to make is this. You know what the point he was trying to make? Stop counting. Like like you gave a person a pass, but quit saying oh I gave him a pass. No if we have forgiven each other, we forget, we move on because if you keep counting, you're going to be a very miserable person. Like, for real. Like, listen, if I forgive you, I don't see you the same. Matter of fact, it should draw us what? See? So people are like, okay, one, two, three, do it again. Four, Do it again, Fine. You are, and then here's the here's the argument at the house. You always you always you always. Every time I see you, you always that's because you counting. And you keep counting and you keep counting. Jesus said, Man, you gotta get rid of that stuff. Matter of fact, you should get tired of counting. 490 times are y'all living together? Person don't get a break, man. Like you gotta can't keep no records, man. Now here's what I'm saying, okay? Now what I look for is cycles. In my relationships, I look at, I look for cycles. Like hold on now, wait a minute, hold on now. That happened before. That happened before. That happened before. That happened before, and it keep happening. You understand? I'm not thinking about the offense. I'm looking at the cycle, because then there's a problem with the relationship. You with me? Look what he says. He says, for this reason, the kingdom of heaven, let's illustrate it for a second, may be compared to a what? King who wished to what? Settle accounts with his slaves. And when he had begun to settle them, one of him who owed him what? 10,000 talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to what? To repay his lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and his children and all that he had. Watch the text. And all that he had. And all that he had. And repayment to be made. Verse 26. So the slave fell to the ground, prostrated himself before him saying, have patience with me. I will repay you everything. He never had a, any any real... You know, like, right. And the Lord of the slave felt compassion. And what? Released him and what? Forgave him the debt. But the slave went out. I'm going to show you something. This is how it works, y'all. This is how it works. This is how it works. The slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. Not 10,000 talents. It's a totally different, different value here. But 100 denarii, and he seized him, began to choke him. What? The, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. You know, what, you know what, I, what I want to show you here? Here's the thing about people, y'all. There are people who want to be forgiven, but they don't know how to forgive. There are people who want a relationship or they want to be treated a certain way, but they don't know how to return that in return. You find I'm saying? That's what Jesus is showing here. Jesus is saying, listen, here's a man who's just gotten forgiven for 10,000 talents, but here's one who only owed a 100 denarii, and he went out. He, you know what he did? The text says he went out and found someone. Ungratefulness, man. He went and deliberately found someone who owed him just a hundred denarii and he started choking the man. Is that what he, said? he did He choke the man. Is that what he did? That's what the text says, right? Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead And saying have patience with me. I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him what? In prison until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened. There's always a snitch in the group. They were were deeply grieved and came and what? Reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him his Lord said to him. You wicked slave. I forgave you all that, all that debt because you pleaded with me. See? See, this is people like just, just don't want to forgive. Like they just, they, They're so bitter and so broken and so messed up on the inside that, listen, but watch it, they keep receiving mercy though, but they're not showing mercy. Should you not have mercy on the fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And the Lord moved with anger, handed him over to to the torturers until he should pay all that he owed. My heavenly father will also do the same to you. Watch this. Watch this. If each of you, here's the key, here's the key, y'all, does not forgive his who, his who? So yeah, you're supposed to judge your brother. But you also need to forgive your brother or sister. It's the right thing to do, but it's the godly thing to do. But you have to do it without looking for anything in return. Jesus said, listen, man, think about what I've done for you. The point of the illustration is 400 490 times and then Jesus comes and he illustrates it like this. He illustrates illustrates it this way. He says, listen, look at how unmerciful this guy was. And what Jesus is really saying to us, saints, look at how many times I have shown you mercy. And how can you love a God who you don't see? but hate a brother who you do see. But don't take it personal if you're not received when you're reconciling. But not only that, but when you're pointing out something in someone's life that you love, don't look the other way. Don't just say, uh, she doing her thing, I'm doing my thing, so guess what? That ain't my my place or my business. Because let me say this. If you see somebody falling, don't be the one to just look the other way. There is what I call the sin of silence. You know, um, I get it. You know, Matthew passage talk about look at the plank in your own eye. So before you go to someone, look at yourself. You know, like, look at you and say, you know what, man, like, okay, now. Nah. And then when you're talking to this person or whatever, whatever, it could be anywhere in life. You know, like, hey, check this out. I'm just as wrong as you. And I know I'm coming to you, but I'm just saying, like, yo, like, we got to, we got to figure this out. Because this is just the fifth time. <laughs> now, now let me say this about that too. Don't let a person play on that to keep abusing. Lord have mercy, because they know a little bit of scripture. No, 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 no. There come a point where, by the time you get to a certain point, you're like, man, we we need to get past this. Amen. All right, give God a hand clap of praise tonight.